Hi guys, welcome back to Typically Peachy. I hope you're all having a fantastic week and pulling through and making the most out of this one. I'm here to tell you about some really fun topics, some things that are new with me, some really interesting content that I watched over the past week, and I just want to get right into it. So what is new with me? I am fully, fully into the fall swing of things, you guys. I, first off, carved pumpkins, which is something that I do not do every year, but it is so fun to just carve pumpkins. I did it with my family. I made such a cute pumpkin. It had the biggest eyes. It was so adorable. I feel like I won the pumpkin carving contest, even though there was not an actual competition, but I have to say everybody else involved also made very, very interesting pumpkins, but mine was just definitely the cutest of the three. The other incredibly fall activity that I did is I went to an apple orchard and I love apple orchards so much for so many reasons. I love the smells. I love the nostalgic feeling of them. I also love just like the temperature that it is outside. It's just so beautiful and it's such an idyllic place to be an apple orchard. Like, are you kidding me? It's just so nice. I love apple orchards. If you never go to them, I would just honestly recommend going go with a loved one, go with your friends. I know it sounds so simple, but there is just something so homey and welcoming about an apple orchard. The one that I went to had live music and they had food there too. It was so nice. So find one by you. You'll have a great time, I promise. The other new thing that I did was, okay, I'm gonna be completely honest. I didn't really do this, but my family made lobster rolls and I partook in the eating portion of this, But I am just not a chef, you guys. I love to consume. I do not love to create the food. It's just not who I am. But I am always there to give a helping hand wherever I can. Whether that is taste testing, whether that is pouring drinks for people as they cook, I'm a great help in the kitchen when it does not have to do with the actual cooking of the food. That's a little bit more about me that maybe you didn't know. That's really all that's new with me, but the things that I did this week really did help me remember that there are just simple little things that you can do to keep you up, keep you feeling happy, keep you feeling typically peachy. So do those little things, be with your family, be with your friends, do the little things that make you happy. So let's get right into the new things this week, into our what's hot section. Okay, guys, first off, the Emmys were on Sunday, and if you didn't watch, I'll just give you a rundown of basically what happened. Schitt's Creek took pretty much everything home. They took a lot of awards. They were all in the same room, the cast of Schitt's Creek, which was actually very nice because if you're going to be getting all the awards, you may as well have a nice backdrop. Like, it's kind of tough watching these award shows from everybody's homes, so I think that it was really smart of them to actually be in the same place and accept their awards. They were six feet apart. They were doing fine. They were wearing masks. Everything was good. They obviously knew they were going to take everything home, so that's what they did. They did take it home, and honestly, the only thing that I cared about was one person winning and that was Zendaya. She took home lead actress in a drama series for Euphoria and I need to be honest with you guys I do not watch Euphoria and that pains me to say because I know that I would love it. It's just a series that I'm just positive I would love everything about it. I don't know I just have so much other content to consume I haven't gotten a chance to do it but I didn't even care because I love Zendaya so much. I just feel like one she's a great actor. She knows what she's doing. She's so poised on camera 
and she just seems like she's easy to work with. I don't know if you guys get that vibe from actors sometimes. She just seems like somebody that would be such a pleasure to be on screen with or to be behind the camera with, just working with on a day-to-day basis. I just love her. I think that she's a great role model to people too. I think she really stands up for some really powerful, meaningful things. I'm supporting her all the time. I'm so glad that she won. I think she really deserved it. Also, she's so young and I just love when new talent gets to have some time to shine, you know? Respect for those that have been in the industry so long, but I do think that it's important to recognize when talent is good, no matter what age the person is. I don't think that we have to wait decades to give them their first award. So I think that's awesome. She won an Emmy. Amazing. I'm sure she had a great night after that. The other thing that I want to talk about besides the Emmys is something that I watched. And this is a documentary on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. You guys, I have so much to unpack about this documentary. It's insane. So many thoughts. And I have had so many conversations with different people that have watched the same documentary. And there are differences of opinions across the board. But here are some of mine. I guess to start, if you don't even know what I'm talking about, what The Social Dilemma is, what it is is a documentary where tech experts sound the alarm on the dangerous human impact of social networking. I'm reading that from the internet. That's like the description of it. And it's basically just a documentary that dives into what social media has done, what it is currently doing, all of these huge tech companies, what they're doing, and the impacts that they have on our society. I feel like there were four main problems that they were trying to address within this documentary. The first problem being your data and privacy is being used to extremes. They use this point basically to say that these advertisers are using your data and your specific specifications as an individual to find out where you are on the internet, what you're liking, what you're consuming, so that they can push out products and different things to you. The second problem that I felt they were trying to address is false information being perceived as truth. So this being a lot of the fake news and the misinformation in media and all of the different stories and not being able to tell what is true, what is fake, what is real, what is not. The third thing is addictive qualities of social media. Obviously, we're all glued to our phones, we're glued to our laptops, we're checking our emails, we're checking our social media accounts all the time. They were addressing the issue that we are all essentially addicted to our devices and to these different platforms that we can essentially not function without them. And the fourth thing that I felt they were trying to address was young people being heavily influenced by what they're seeing in social media and on different people's feeds and in turn feeling less than because of unrealistic standards and the ability for people to say and do whatever they want on social media to basically put out different comments on people's Instagram feeds or Facebook feeds, basically because they can hide behind a screen. Those are the four main things that I felt like they were trying to address. And my problem with this documentary is I felt like they weren't actually giving any sort of solutions to these problems. They were really just ranting. In my opinion, advertising is a product of consumer use. Advertisers push out advertising, use data, do targeted advertising in order to reach consumers that they know will buy the product. In my opinion, I would rather have targeted advertising versus untargeted advertising. I know that there's obviously a lot that goes into that for security reasons and everything like that, but I wish that they would have addressed that a little bit more rather than just the standard topic of, oh, advertisers bad, consumers good. 
I just don't think it's that cut and dry. I don't think that we can say that advertising across the board, using advertising on social media platforms is a bad thing. If you think about it, as a consumer, if you never saw an ad for a product, let's say it's a brand new product, it's a brand new shampoo line, if you never saw this, this could be the best product in the world, it's never going to reach you if there's no advertising behind that. If you happen to be a consumer of shampoos that have really nice scents and really pretty bottles and they see that you have bought in the past products similar to that, they're going to advertise to you. I would rather have them advertise that to me than some weird shampoo that I would never use that's green and is for a different color hair than mine. My point that I'm trying to make is advertising is going to happen regardless. If you're going to be using a free platform, there's going to be advertising there because those platforms are not able to exist without advertising. My only point is I would rather see the ads that I know that I'm actually going to buy from. I'm guilty of buying things from an Instagram ad. I've bought things and I've benefited from them. I've been able to get a new outfit or get a new product or things that I love. I think that the focus should more be on the security issues rather than the actual advertisers and what they're doing and why that's bad because advertising in and of itself is not a bad thing. The obstruction of privacy and how they go at length to get your information, those can potentially be problematic. But I don't feel like they address that very much. I feel like they just tried to scare people as opposed to hitting on the real issues and more than that, the real solutions. Obviously, the false information being perceived as truth, I do think that that's also a problem. But in my opinion, it is very much up to the consumer to do their own deductive research past the first thing that is coming across your computer screen or your phone. I know that there's so much out out there that is misinformation but sometimes you gotta dig a little deeper there are a lot of blurred lines but in my opinion what i felt was the biggest most integral point that they touched on was the problem with youth always looking up to these people on social media like they are the end all be all like they have the most amazing lives like they are the most aspirational people in the world that brings such low self-esteem to people at a young age i can't even imagine what it would be like to be a young person on social media right now and really getting all of your validation from a like the documentary even goes into how they didn't understand understand what the like button would do they really felt that the like button was just going to be a fun thing a fun way for people to really simply show that you like something that you agree with something but that has so many negative qualities that can obviously stem from that if you're saying that this button can give people validation it also means that if it's not being pressed that button can also take it away it's automatically putting so much value you in this one thing, this one tool that's allowing people to literally see who does and doesn't like me, you know? And that's the problem is that it goes past just the picture. Whether you're in the picture or not that you post on social media, you post that to your Instagram feed. If you get likes, you think, oh yeah, people like me. People agree with me. People think that this is cool, an extension of me. Everything is tied to yourself. And when that happens and you get likes or you don't get likes, likes 
it becomes a really slippery slope if you're giving so much power to a like button and that kind of validation that you get from whether or not people press it or not that starts to really affect people and especially when you're at such a formative age when you're young and you're seeing how people are reacting to you as a person it can become really really dangerous it can lower people's self-esteem so much and that's what i feel like is the most toxic part about social media i think that that is the part that unfortunately is really more of a societal problem than solely just a social media problem that is where it is really a social dilemma because it's not just about the things that are online you're always going to have innovations technology is always going to be improving that's the entire point if we just stop and halt all technological advances that's not going to stop the problem us as a society have to do something about it us as a society have to realize we need to have better role models for these young people we need to spread positivity as opposed to spreading comparisons there are so many different things that need to be adjusted at a societal level before we can even critique social media because social media that's a byproduct social media is a technological advancement that helps perpetuate these things in society right that helps say like okay these kids have these insecurities let's elevate them times 100 percent. let's put it on social media obviously people aren't doing this intentionally but it is what happens right it stems from how we are as people how we treat each other as people and how we raise young people from the get-go it's teaching them morals it's teaching them values it's teaching them to love one another as opposed to just compete all the time and i'm going to get into this a little bit more when i talk through my advice segment but i just really feel like in that documentary the biggest point that i felt like really stuck with me was that there really wasn't a clear solution and i think that was kind of the whole point of it while i think that there were flaws within the documentary i feel like at the end of the day this film was a mass awareness play it is about a wake-up call for society it's about telling people hey it's not a simple fix it's more than that it's more than just saying we have to stop these advances it's more than just saying regulations which yes they did touch on that in the film that more regulations need to be put in place but past that it really is about changing the way that we think and how we react to these different technological advances It's a weird thing because we're innovating and also trying to find solutions for the inventions at the same time. It's obviously difficult. It's obviously super hard to find a solution. The first step to a lot of problems is just talking through it. So all in all, it was a really interesting documentary. It definitely sparked a lot of different conversations with a lot of different people. So I would recommend everybody just watch it and see what they think about it. But it definitely did make me think and it's a conversation I wanna keep having. So that's what's hot for this week let's move into some things that are good. Let's dial it down a little bit and I just want to give you guys some good things that are on my radar right now. The first thing is a song and I'm sure that so many of you guys have already heard this song but I'm telling you again just to remind you that this song exists. Sunset Lover by Petite Biscuit. This song is just, I mean, if you've heard it, you know, it is just such a soothing song. I listen to it when I'm on a walk. I listen to it when I'm on a drive. This song is just so nice. Obviously, it has sunset in the title. If you're driving along during a sunset, this song is perfect. (laughs) 
So check it out if you haven't already. And if you have, here's your reminder. Go listen to it again. You know you love a song. The next thing I want to talk to you guys about is a book. Like I mentioned earlier in a different podcast, I'm in a book club. And this is the book that we had to read for this month. It was called The Silent Patient by Alex Michaelides. It's a psychological thriller. It's about a woman killing her husband and a psychotherapist that's basically obsessed with her. But to be honest, the true story is why why he's obsessed with her. If you like any kind of thriller novel, it's so good. I would 100% recommend it. I also feel like it would be such a good film. Like I can just picture it, but also I'm terrified of any kind of films like this. I feel like I can read it, but as soon as it hits the screen, I would not be able to watch. So hopefully it stays on the pages for this one, but I would definitely check it out if you like this kind of genre at all, The Silent Patient. Now let's get into need to know basis because I told you guys that it does hit a little bit home to what I was talking about with The Social Dilemma on Netflix. Like I said, that film really got me thinking and it got me thinking about this for the advice segment for this week. The thing that I feel like is really on a need to know basis for you guys is stop comparing yourself to others and start comparing yourself to yourself. We have such a big emphasis in our society to compare ourselves to our peers. Think about it. When you're at a young age, it starts from square one. It starts from when you're in dance competitions, when you're on soccer teams, when you're playing each other on different basketball teams. You're comparing each other on a team-to-team basis. Let's take it a step further. When you're on that team, let's say you're on that soccer team, you're comparing yourself to the other person that's in the same position as you. You're always trying to do the best that you can. You know that because at the end of the year, you're getting certain awards. You're rewarded by who's captain, who gets different awards, who gets all of these different accolades, and those things are how we're trained to constantly be competitive. Take it a step further than that. You're applying to colleges. You're competing against every single other person you are trying to get into the same school as. You're trying to one-up in activities. You're trying to do better in classes. You're trying to get the highest scores on standardized tests. All of those things are competing against other people. And then further than that, with this new age of social media, everybody is comparing themselves to everybody else online. Are they as successful as me? Do they have as many friends as me? What is their relationship like? How does that compare to my relationship? There are all of these different things that we are competing with each other for. And I'm here to say, it's got to stop. The most detrimental thing that we can do is compare ourselves to other people instead of comparing ourselves to ourselves. That is the only thing that matters. Personal growth is the only progress that you should be measuring. What I mean by that is really to look at yourself a year ago, even a month ago, even a week ago, and think, How am I growing? How can I compete with myself for how I was a year ago? And how can I do better? How can I see myself and say, I didn't like the way that I acted then. I didn't like the way that I approached that situation. I didn't like my thinking in that. How can we compete with ourselves in that kind of way? If we're talking about other things such as physical appearance or strength or anything like that or health habits, how am I being a healthier person than I was a year ago, a month ago? If you're comparing yourself 
to yourself, you're going to get way further and you're going to see actual progress. Think about it. If you're comparing yourself to somebody else, you are not starting at the same playing field. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter if they have the exact same life situations as you. If you're comparing yourself to a completely different individual, you are never going to be like them. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. You're never going to be like them. And that's not a bad thing at all. You shouldn't be like them. Because you can't do them as good as they do them. But you can do you so much better than anybody else can do any sort of thing like you. That is why personal progress and personal growth is so important. You can continue to improve on yourself and you can continue to reach the best version of yourself every single step of the way. But that only happens if you're focusing on you. If you're focusing on your progress, your growth, how you're going to do better for yourself in the long run. One way to start doing that is let's say you have these insecurities, you have these things that you want to change about yourself that you're not completely happy with. The first step is understanding your insecurities, understanding those things that you're unhappy with, and actively working towards loving them, okay? So even if you find something and you're like, I want to change that, the first step is not changing it. It is loving that thing that you feel like you want to change. Because to be real with you guys, those things that you think that you want to change, you may not actually want to change them. You just may not have come to terms with the fact that those are actually positives in your life. There are obviously things that I think that we should be changing about ourselves so that we're always evolving and having new perspectives on different things. But a lot of times people are trying to change those things only because they want to be more similar to somebody else. And that's not a reason to change. That's not self-progress. That's doing something for somebody else rather than doing it to better yourself. And that's what needs to stop. That's why you need to take those things and you need to first realize how to love them. And once you have that, once you love those things about yourself, then you can actually diagnose whether or not those are things that could be altered to be a little bit better. But not until you understand that at their core, at your root, everything that you have inside of you is still a positive, no matter what it is. Once you have that kind of security in yourself, you're golden. And then you get to actually do the work. You get to actually do the work on yourself. And it's great. It's great to be at a place where you're actually making improvements and getting yourself to the best place that you can be. And that's not an end goal. That's not a, I've done it and now I'm done. It's a process. It's your whole life. You're always going to be finding new things about yourself. There's always going to be things that you're evolving into but that's the beautiful thing about it the most aspirational people that you can think of are not competing with those around them they're just completely consumed in doing things that are going to better themselves they're going to better their lives they're going to reach their goals they're not following anybody and that's why you follow them and they celebrate their own uniqueness and that is a huge huge thing that i think people often lack is celebrating their own uniqueness you don't want to be like anybody else and it's okay if you don't feel like you're there yet but as long as you're not just looking at these other people and thinking I gotta be there I gotta be them I gotta do that because that's such an unhealthy mindset and I know that it's hard people always have an opinion people are fearless behind those closed doors people can say whatever they want to say and they can bring out your insecurities to the highest level but the thing is is you gotta rise above that's where loving those small things about yourself becomes so important you gotta prioritize you you gotta prioritize your health and your needs and if sometimes that means taking a break from it all taking a break from social media 
media and resurfacing on what is important to you, then do that. Do a little bit of a detox because I know that it can be overwhelming. I know that it's hard to just remember all of these things, that you don't need others' approval, that you don't need the likes, that you don't need the confirmation, that you don't need the comments. You don't need it if you are getting it from yourself. If you are telling yourself every day that you're growing, that you're doing great, that you are working on being the strongest version of yourself today. So just try to remember that every time you see a picture of somebody else or see somebody else's accomplishments because their journey has absolutely nothing to do with yours. So that's all I got for you guys. I hope that that piece of advice really helped you in some kind of way, shape, or form. I know that it's a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to remember. But if we continue to remind ourselves, if we just give ourselves these check-ins once in a while, then I think we'll all be better off for it. I hope you have a really amazing week ahead. And don't forget, stay peachy, my friends. (laughs) 